Let's go ahead and put the scripture verses up there, brethren. But now is Christ risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. In other words, he's just simply the first one, and there is many to follow. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. That is in Christ. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? In you that have gathered this morning. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from, raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Thank you for the word, the written. Help us deliver this morning the bread of life we pray in Jesus' name. In the Old Testament, God had set in order some time frames. And one of those time frames that he set in order was that every 50 years, God wanted to give people a fresh start, a new start. And when that 50th year would come around, there were trumpeters throughout the land that would blow a trumpet signifying or making a declaration that those in prison were to be set free. Those in debt were to be forgiven. Things that were uh, lost through life whether it be property, yes, and even families, were all supposed to be restored. And it's in that backdrop that the whole story of Christ is set forth in. And that Jesus Christ has blown a trumpet about freedom, about freedom. Not the freedom that mankind gives, but the kind that God is able to give. It's not merely about temporal life, but it's about eternal life. But an eternal life that is so powerful in its effect upon us that it greatly impacts our 
living. You see, Easter must be more than celebrating an event. Its purpose is to help people and see and live in the power that the event produces. This morning I just want to tie together by the help of the Holy Spirit and have your minds think in this realm. God's power grid. God's power grid. There are three things that contribute to God's power grid. The first one, of course, is the cross. And Friday night we talked a little bit about the blood. So we have the cross and the blood. We have the resurrection. Life triumphing over death. But then we also have part of that power grid the Holy Spirit. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, Ephesians 1, that you might understand the power that is toward you. The believer. So yes, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are celebrating the defeat of death and the hope of life, both present and eternal. In those moments, such as we have experienced this week and you no doubt have experienced in your life, when death closes in. What if that was the end? Hopelessness, no future, out of sight, But the resurrection is the defeat of that death. The resurrection is the, is the uh, signature of the God who accepted the blood of Jesus Christ. That it was all paid for. You know, Friday night I told you about how that 
The cross and the blood covers pre-existing conditions. We talked about how that it assures us of a roadside assistance. And also that there's a liability protection that God has granted in the blood's coverage. But something I didn't tell you is that the premium has been paid for the policy. And there's no co-payments. For by grace are you saved through faith and not not of yourself, but it is a gift of God. Not by works, lest any man should boast. How we owe it all, don't we? Yes. In God's power grid, sin, which is responsible for death. Sin is what gives birth to all of the agony, to all the missteps. It gives birth to all the wrong. But the blood rectifies it all. And the resurrection in that power grid of God is is the release and the statement by the Lord that it's all true. It's all true. Resurrection. In order to really experience the resurrection, you must have spent some time at the foot of the cross. Because the cross is before the resurrection. Remember the old song, maybe you do. Kneel at the cross. Christ will meet you there. The writer begins to pen some of the the assurances that happen at, at the cross where the blood flowed. At that cross where you understand it wasn't nails that held him there, but it was his outrageous love for you and I. And yes, the whole world. Because you know it says that for there, there, there is a possibility that for a good man, someone might die. Someone just might step up to the plate, you know, and take your death sentence. I don't know if there's any stories in our history that would 
validate that in that realm. There may be. But it says Christ died for us when we were the worst. He just spread it out for everybody. He doesn't distribute it on the basis of, well, you know, you're really not that bad, so you qualify a little bit. You and I don't qualify. But Jesus is the qualifier for all who will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what makes you kneel at the cross. His outrageous love for you and I. And this power grid you not only are accepted, but you are also given freedom. Whether one is bound physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Whatever ruling thing sometimes, you know, seems to take us captive The blood covers and the resurrection empowers. And so Paul in Galatians chapter 5 gives us a word. I think it's a good word. He says, stand fast, therefore, on the liberty in which Christ has made you free. And don't become entangled again with the yoke of bondage. God really wants you moving forward. He don't want you to repeat history. He wants you to experience the future. See, the resurrection really is about new beginnings. In his Christians, and I'm... came to know Christ at a very, very young age. But I'm still discovering and trying to learn about the power of the resurrection and the wonders of the blood of Jesus. Even the great apostle Paul, who seems to have more insight than anyone else outside of Jesus, of course, a man who had experienced so much in his life and, 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 and so many, you know, uh, uh, natural disasters delivered from. And he said, I just want to know him. He said, there's more for me to know about this resurrection power. The resurrection is not only a celebration of new life that it gives, 
but it also, you know, establishes our position alongside of Jesus. You, he made alive. Oh. <laughs> Look alive, will you? <laughs> you, he made alive. He made you alive. You're alive this morning if you're a, a believer in Jesus. You were dead in trespass. Yes, you, yesterday you were dead. Yesterday's sins were dominant in your life, but Jesus has done something wonderful and marvelous. He's not only covered your past, he's prepared for your future. Amen. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love where which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ God. He already said, you know, then I'm just going to determine. Before you ever came forward to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God had already determined. that you and I and everything about him would be about life. And it says he has raised us up to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Woo! Amen. You know that old recliner you sit in, or maybe you have a different kind of chair. <laughs> That's one position. But in Jesus Christ, you're also in another position. Joint heirs with God, or heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He's, he's made us sit together. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I don't have all that down, I'll guarantee you what that all means, how that all plays out. I want to encourage you to really, really believe in the resurrection. Because believing in the resurrection is essential to you being saved. It's part of your confession of faith and the reason why you make a confession. Because Paul, Paul wrote in Romans, he says, with the heart, or with the mouth, confession is made, but with the heart, man believes that he's been raised from the dead. It just inspires your life. I, I see, I, I think this thing, I don't think this thing is just a one-time, you know, Got it. I think coming to, to you know, a, a, a regular basis of our covered by the blood, our position in God, keeps us on the happy road.
you shall be saved. Yes. Because of the resurrection, new life comes out of what we thought was death and the end. Because of the resurrection. That is, the Apostle Paul said that the resurrection is so important to your life. He said that, that uh, if we had hope in this only in Christ, if there wasn't the dynamic and the power of the resurrection, we're just a religion. The resurrection shows that God's plan is unstoppable. The last enemy couldn't stop God's plan. But you know what it did? It simply empowered it. Think about it. There had to be a downside in order for there to be an upside. Not for God to be God, but for that God to be, you know, who he is in our lives. He didn't have to do anything for himself. He did it all for you, for me. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. There's a story of two men in Luke chapter 24. And there's a great despondency in their lives. To this point, all they could see was the death of Jesus. All they understood was the death of Jesus. He died. They had not yet been illuminated to the resurrection, and so all the hope that they had before Jesus died had just vanished. They were cast down. They were despondent. I mean, I mean, you talk about a low. They were as low as you could get. And Jesus comes alongside of them and begins to talk with them and, and you know, communicates with them. And what's going on, guys? Well, he's dead. When he died, their hope died. When he died, they felt their Messiah died. When he died, they felt that Roman rule was going to be there for a long time. And then Jesus begins to talk to them from the scriptures. Luke 24. 
So when you understand the resurrection, it'll do for you what it did for them. It changed their conversation. Yeah. You read the before and the after. Quite a difference. It not only changed their conversation, but it changed their Bible study. It says that Jesus went ahead and started at Moses. And preached to him Jesus. Think about it. Our studies must begin in a line with the resurrection in mind. It changes the angle. Then it also changed their, their witness, the resurrection. Understanding the importance and the power of it and what it means. The little baby in the bulrushes. Is just part of a revelation of how God can deliver people in how he starts, you know what I mean? And how he finishes. You don't see much in a baby until you put it within the resurrection. Yeah. The blood. The cross. God's power grid. It's what it's about. The exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe when he raised him from the dead. And now we come to the third element of God's power grid. And that's the intangible arm of God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. Let me tell you. There's no such thing as a miniature Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Jesus. On that day of Pentecost, when Jesus ascended into heaven, God's power, the Holy Spirit, came down, became available to everyone who would believe, who would believe in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit. Jesus finished his work. And he said, I got to go away. Because there's another aspect of the power grid that's going to be coming. He said, he's going to be in you. John 7, 37. On the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. He said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink it out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit, for he was not yet given. Woo! Think about it. I've got to ascend to your father and my father. I got to take the work that I did, the work that I finished, I have to take it to our Father. And then He's going to supply a personal power grid to every believer. Mm. That's the same power that caused the blind to see. And I asked the musicians to come this morning. It's the same power that caused the blind to see, the lame to walk. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. I'm still getting to know the power of the Holy Spirit. As he takes everything that the blood accomplished and as as he releases and enforces everything that the resurrection declares. You see, Jesus was made alive by the Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, that he was put to death in the flesh, but he was made alive by the Holy Spirit. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. When that 50th year would come around, the trumpet would blow. 
and the heralders would inform the people their freedom and their recovery, their new beginnings and their fresh starts. But I'm sure there were those that didn't get the message. And I believe that resurrection of Jesus Christ is that trumpet. And we're just the follow-up trumpeters, not Trump. Trumpeters of the same message that Jesus proclaimed by the resurrection. Paul said that resurrection power is something that can be known. That I might know him in the power of his resurrection. The Holy Spirit is God's power transformer. Paul wrote to Timothy and basically he was saying don't turn away from the power of the Holy Spirit he said that the end time in the perilous times and the difficult times you know what I mean in in the religious times he says people are going to turn away from the power of the Holy Spirit. Not the Holy Spirit, but from the power of the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy chapter three, verse five. It says that they will have a form of godliness, but they will turn away from the power of the Holy Spirit. The dynamic or the dynamite of life of the believer. I'm not just saved, I'm saved and alive. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I really think that the Holy Spirit is a connection to that more abundantly. 
not questioning or doubting your belief in the Holy Spirit or even the power of the Holy Spirit. All I'm saying is there is a, there is a power grid of God. that power grid of God includes the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, how do I get the Holy Spirit? Well, you just need to ask him for it, he said. said that he gives it to whoever asks him. Oh, hallelujah. Now I'm still getting acquainted with the Holy Spirit. You know? But I was still in my single digits when I asked for the Holy Spirit. I wasn't so so acute and so uh, uh, theologically understandable in that day. I just heard about the Holy Spirit and said, that sounds good to me. Father, I just like the Holy Spirit. And now, of course, here I am down the road, you know, in quite a few years, you know. Uh, I'd be venturing for 65 years at, at a minimum with the Holy Spirit. And boy. What a, he's just awesome. The Holy Spirit is just the Holy Spirit well, let me put it this way he went to the cross he rose again just so he could pour out his life into us and just so we could connect to the same power that raised Christ from the dead One of these days, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pass through mortal life. I'm gonna do it. But I'm not waiting to experience the Holy Spirit just at that moment in time in my life when I can experience the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. I know. It says that the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals the mind of God to us. I mean, I just don't know what to do sometimes, but I go ahead and say, God, what's on your mind? He says, well, the Holy Spirit, he will reveal to you the things that I have spoken to you. I'll tell you, he'll tell you. He says, you're going to get in some situations and, you know, it's just beyond you and you don't know what to do. He says, just watch it. Just engage the Holy Spirit because he'll make intercessions for you. You know what I mean? You know, with groanings and that can't be uttered. You want to understand it, but that's okay because 
God really understands the Holy Spirit. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The cross, resurrection, and the Holy Spirit is God's power grid. Hallelujah. You believe in the cross, you believe in the resurrection, and you become empowered by the Holy Spirit. Give the Lord a praise. Oh, hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit that gave you that song that was so powerfully anointed. It's the Holy Spirit. Uh, that, that begins to signal in your heart the songs that we should sing, the thoughts that we should have. Praise His holy name. Holy Spirit. As you go now and just celebrate and, and you know, your family and this great event, you know, let me encourage you to, to really stay plugged into the Holy Spirit. You know? Yeah. You need a connection. You need a connection. The work of the cross is done. You got to believe in it. The resurrection, Jesus, you know, and have, but, but you have a part in staying connected to the Holy Spirit. You do. You do. Yeah. You know? So, amen. Encourage you this week, this year. Let's make the. This is the beginning, you know, of new beginnings. We've come through a lot in this nation. We've come through a lot in our lives, you know what I mean? And, and we didn't invite them in. They just moved in and as such. But the resurrection is about new beginnings. The new beginning of God's life. Amen? All right. God bless your families. You know, God bless your celebration. Praise God. And God bless you with power in Jesus' name. It is finished. Amen.